Welcome back, faithful listeners, to the Frustrated Fans, Minisode number 5. I'm Pete, and we're back with two of our former guests, because Jeremy needs another week off. Uh, say hi, fellas. Hi, hi fellas. fellas. Yeah, I should have seen that coming. I'm Alex. I'm Robert. And they're back from previous episodes. So, uh, yeah, we're still in the middle of technical of Turtle Month, although it's Turtle Six Weeks at this point, because our episode release has been slow. Shut up, I'm working on it. But, uh, yeah, we decided to take a break, and uh, I think we've all been re-watching some of the cartoons from our childhood, right? Well, kind of, sort of, yeah. A bit. Yeah. And in between the DCAU, after well, after the DCAU ended, there was another Batman cartoon. But this is before Batman Brave and the Bold. Which and that is just the, the Batman. Batman. The Batman... Yeah, that, I was going go ahead because I was I was just going to say that the season one and I think two opening uh, song just yeah, especially with know, that annoying logo. I I like both of the themes for the Batman because they're they're very different themes that try to set very different moods and. I liked this series and what it could have been, but it was like it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. If you want oh, it's a not good, bad. if you want a good Batman cartoon and you've already seen the animated series and you've already seen Brave and the Bold and you still want more, you could do a lot worse than the Batman. I mean, there's you know, there's some really good moments in this. There's some really good episodes and some really good content. But like, Yeah, it's called Beware the Batman, the CGI one that came out later. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm actually... So, to tell you the truth, I've watched a portion of Beware the Batman, and it got a lot of unfair hate. I understand why people were upset that none of the A-list rogues gallery really made it into it, yeah. except the second half when they needed ratings. Um, but... It's actually not as bad as people made it out to be. I I just I don't like the whole. One thing that I will say that the Batman didn't do that I'm very happy is Rachel Ghoul. I hate Rachel Ghoul. Really? I despise him because he he's one of those villains that usurps everything. Suddenly everything about the story is suddenly about them, and it happens in everything he shows up in. If you, it happened in Arrow, it happened in the Nolan series, it happened in the show, like everyone. Oh, there's an entire, there's an entire DCAU episode where Tim and company just use Raish to go back and tell a Jonah Hex story because they can. I oh oh and the Arkham uh, the Arkham games yeah spoiler alert which I don't care because I hate Rachel Ghoul he you know. <laughs> Basically, he he ruins everything he touches, and the Batman does not have Ra's al Ghul at all, and I'm so happy it didn't, because if it did, it would have just trashed the entire series. Fair enough. I mean, for me... Go ahead. For me, uh, I didn't watch this series when it was running, really, with one major exception, because I saw the designs, and I'm like, eh? Which is probably not fair. Um, but I did, when it was running, I did catch the direct video, the Batman versus Dracula. Oh my god, which, that was such a good one. Oh, we're gonna do it as a full episode. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, that's actually not bad. As as it's said on the internet, say hello to Vampire Joker, kids. <laughs> what about uh, you, Rob? Uh, past month or so, I've actually been watching more of the DC uh, animated universe. I started off with Justice League War, uh, Justice League Flashpoint, then I went over the Justice League, the original animated series, Justice League Unlimited, and now I'm watching the Batman. And it's... It's not what I grew up with. I will I will say that. And and it has its moments like Alex said, but there are some minor things that I just I can't suspend my disbelief for. One of them being is why does the penguin why is the penguin trading kicks with Batman? Why does he know kung fu? I actually really liked the penguin and no. the Batman. I, as, as as character and everything, yes, he's he's better than what I remember from the animated including universe. Including as a combatant, I like the fact that the penguin could go toe to toe with the Batman. Because I, if you really think, if you really look at it, at the beginning, the penguin relied on his henchwomen to do the fighting. But as he gets through, as you go through, you actually do see a genuine progression of the penguin as he gets better and better until he is able to not only go toe-to-toe with Batman, but Batman doesn't want to fight the Penguin, and he has to do something else in order to deal with him. And I liked seeing that progression of seeing the Penguin going, okay, I'm getting my ass kicked because I don't have these skills personally. And so he builds them, and he becomes a greater threat every time you see him. Okay, keep in mind, I'm only on season three, so... oh. It also Penguin is actually one of the more strategic villains in this franchise. I actually agree with you, Alex. He's the one who not only is he improving himself along the way, he's actually the one to organize villain team ups mm-hmm. because he knows that they're stronger together. Exactly. Yeah, that that was in line with his character. But the the crouching tiger hidden dragon part irks me. Yeah, I I can see mm-hmm. that. Um, well, I mean, let's let's also consider the fact that. The first major uh, look at the Penguin that any of us had was the Danny DeVito, yeah. which was kind of trans- got transitioned into the original Batman the Animated Series, which that eventually was, they cut it out. But That was a very scary moment watching that as a kid and seeing Danny DeVito with fish oil come through his teeth. That was, per- that was a pretty freaky moment. Um, I liked the subversion of what you expect with the Penguin, if that makes any sense. Well, you, there, there are other things like Mr. Freeze. Where, what about his backstory with Nora Freeze? Oh my god. Oh, I hated Which Mr. Freeze. Mood for this. Oh, I, I deliberately skipped episodes with Mr. Freeze. I hated him that much. Although I do find it hilarious that he's voiced by Mr. Krabs and in the episodes where he's with Peyton Quinn, who is voiced by Spongebob. I, uh, Which is I, funny I, uh, because Tom Kenny, the voice of Spongebob, is also the Penguin. Yeah, he's actually probably the best penguin voice I've ever oh, heard. Oh, absolutely, hands down, he's the best. Well, aside from the penguin in, the, in Gotham, have you seen the penguin in Gotham? No, oh my I gosh, I, I, recom- I recommend Gotham if only just for him. I, I, if the show was about him, I'd still watch the shit out of that show. I mean, I would have to say, penguin's voice, Tom Kenny's penguin, second best. First best being the penguin from the Arkham series, Arkham game series. I much, yeah, I mean, I could see that. 
But that, that's personal opinion. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that I found frustrating about the Batman, just overall, is it never found its tone. It never figured out what it really wanted to be. And I could see a lot of, you know, it's trying to be the Nolan Batman series in some parts. It's trying to be the Dark Knight. It's also trying to be Adam West. It's also trying to be the animated I, universe. I got and, a feeling that it was more like it was trying to be an amalgamation of the animated universe, but with the humor of the Adam West. Right. And I, I, yeah. I never I like I could see it trying to do those things, but it never found its own tone. And what I realized, especially towards the end of the series, what it wanted to be was a a universe where he was Bruce Wayne before he was Batman, if that makes sense. I can see that, because uh, this series is supposed to take place in Batman's early career, Mm -hmm. before he's seasoned as a vigilante. Well, at least before his uh, walking targets... Oh, sidekicks show up. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the sidekicks. I like Barbara and Dick. Um, Like, you know, I I looked forward... Unlike a lot of sidekicks, I actually looked forward to seeing them, and I was very disappointed when they basically swapped out Barbara for Dick, because I really liked Barbara, and she and Bruce had a lot of cool chemistry that was fun to watch and it was a good time to be fair they did at least explain it in show saying she's in college yeah things happen so yeah but even so you could definitely see that they just sort of flipped a switch and it went from barbara to dick and it's just like well, but i like barbara more than i liked it uh, okay, let's always consider that robin himself was introduced purely to catch Ketipeel. yeah back in the 40s yeah so and I don't know. But I, I felt like because they never figured out that this Bruce before Batman was what they wanted to do the whole time and sort of break it, like they, they want, they seem to want to break a lot of Batman traditions, but they were unable to commit. For example, the Joker, they wanted to make the Joker to be more of this physical threat rather than this, um, uh, what's the word? Philosophical threat. Because normally when you have Joker, the Joker is the Batman's opposite, the Batman's mirror. And then they introduce the Joker and the Batman, and it's clear that while the Joker is a threat that, you know, is not someone you want to fuck with, he's not the same Joker. But then they started having Joker episode after Joker episode, and it was clear that they were trying to force the Joker as being Batman's opposite when he clearly wasn't. He was the used, most used villain of the series, no doubt of that. And I got and sick of the Joker really quickly in this show. They even reintroduced Harley for all two episodes. And I liked their Harley, actually, but I didn't like their Joker, and I felt like their Harley could have been a standalone villain, and that would have been pretty cool. I'm more frustrated about the character designs overall, like... Bane, great character design. Riddler, not so much. Oh, emo Riddler? Yeah. Which... I just thought he was more Marilyn Manson. Eh, that works too. I can I... see the Marilyn Manson part, especially the fact that he's voiced by Robert England. A.K.A. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... I eventually... 
Sorry, go on. The character designs hit or, hit or miss, especially on aspects like with the penguin. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Penguin just really irks me. Emo, Marilyn Manson, Riddler, Mr. Freeze. Where? Why is he shooting freeze beams out of his hands? There was nothing interesting about their freeze. Nothing no. interesting at all. No, he was I, he was a diamond thief. That was that was his character concept. Just one line: diamond thief. And Man Bat in his what three appearances? I mean, good voice cast with Peter McNall, but. Uh-huh. He doesn't really have a good... They didn't there's no really well. good... They did no, not they use didn't. him well. Um, Clayface is probably their best use. Clayface, honestly. they did... Yeah, Clayface was definitely their best. Uh, and, I mean, it's a novel take on Clayface. I'll give them that. Which Clayface? So, the first one. Okay. Yeah, that... And I was for not those expect- not know... I was not expecting that, by the way. Uh, him being Clayface. For the first and not in the know, in this series, Clayface starts off as Detective... Ethan Bennett, who's an old friend of Bruce Wayne's, but in the season one finale, he's pretty much tortured and then uh, exposed to Joker gas that's been, I don't know, supercharged. Whatever. Yeah, and he basically turns him into Clayface, and it's a struggle for the rest, for about till season four, where uh, uh, they introduce another, another Clayface. Between, so he struggles between wanting to do the right thing and use the clay powers for good to being outright thief and criminal. So they, they kind, and actually, they kind of force a lot of the clay faces of criminal sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I always figured it was, you know, should have been a little more X Men of he's trying to save the day, but everyone's afraid of him sort of thing, or like more like Swamp Thing, I guess. That would have been more interesting, certainly. But this series also had a really bad habit of cutting out actually interesting characters. In exchange for bad well, ones. Most of the time, DC, uh, well, Warner Brothers will make TV shows, uh, DC TV shows, like Young Justice, for example, to try to sell their toys. <laughs> okay? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, from a business standpoint, with them cutting characters, they're just cutting the characters that whose toys weren't selling well. Which is, oh, I don't don't get me wrong. I totally understand that. The whole reason behind the original '84 Transformers movie was to get introduce new toys. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it just also had the side effect of of traumatizing every young child who watched it. <laughs> and I know with Eric Idle and the junk bots or whatever. Like seriously, yeah. that was terrifying. <laughs> Oh, I was talking about Optimus Prime. Uh, yeah, 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 I know, yeah. I know. I'm trying to subvert <laughs> your joke here. But, oh, I get it. Yeah. But, along with the character design, Solomon Grunny was another character I had issue with with his character design. He's in one episode. Well, he kind of shows what, One episode, yes, but still, is the character design of him didn't scream Grundy to me, having read the DC comics as well as the animated universe. But then again, personal opinion. I do agree that there was a, you know, there is a certain expectation for Solomon Grundy, but I liked their, like, again, a lot of what they wanted to do with the Batman was subvert a lot of Batman traditions, including Solomon Grundy, and I liked the way that they did that. That episode had a great twist to it, yes, um... The way I compromised the art style of being so, it, you know, it was kind of distorted in a little, in a lot of ways in comparison to other cartoons of the time. Like, you really didn't expect that kind of 
animation, that kind of uh, design for the characters. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized how similar it was to Jackie Chan Adventures in the designs. Well, about that. It was, because... it was probably the same guys. Yeah, one of the major executive producers, uh, not exactly a fan of art, a fan of Jeremy's anyway, or Jeremy's not a fan of him, is Dwayne Capizzi, who is was was one of the big executive producers of this show, and also one of the guys who made uh, Bat, uh, Superman Brainiac attacks, which drove Jeremy to a lot of hate. So that even though I did enjoy watching him. Do what does that have to do with Jackie Chan Adventures? Uh, Jackie, he was, uh, yeah, he was a writer Ah. and producer on that, I believe. So. Okay. Um. So. Superman, uh, Brainy, uh, the Brainiac Attacks movies was just, like, so unremarkable so as to be mediocre, you know? Oh, yeah, that's one way to put it. Like, it just was just so uninspired, I was just. So, I prefer just literal cash-in, because that's all it ever yeah. was. Anyway. It was like, hey, we have these DC uh, animation models, but we don't have Bruce Timm on board. Screw it, let's make a cheap movie anyway to capitalize on Superman Returns. Yeah. So they did. Yeah, Superman Returns. Anyway, um, Batman, the Batman. Um, There was a lot of cool stuff that they could have done with this show, and they just... They didn't know. They didn't have solid direction, and I feel like if they had, if they had tried this show now, it would have been phenomenal. I think it would have been, you know, I think it would have revitalized DC just sort of in general, um, in a way that the that the new movies, uh, the Superman, Batman, or Evil, but not totally not movies um, that they have coming out now. Like I think I think it would have gone a long way um, to to pull that out of the out of the trash can. I mean, it had to sell some toys. It lasted five seasons. So yeah, I mean, it had a good run. I consider any show that's gone for at least three seasons successful. Um, you know, it's okay to end a series. It's okay to end a franchise. And I think DCAU showed us that, that it's okay to bring things to an end. <laughs> Although, in ju- actually, with the show Justice League, they kept getting renewed when they thought they were done. Yeah. So, seasons three, four, and five each have, like, an ending show, ending episode. Yeah. Um, but I like the way Unlimited ended. I like the way that the whole franchise came to an end. And I think it's okay to bring a franchise to an end. Um, you mean rather running it into, into in, the ground? Instead of running it into the ground. 87 turtles, I'm looking at you! <laughs> See, here's the difference. That was gl- That's like watching like an airship like burn as it hits the ground. You can't look away. It's just kind of glorious to behold. Whereas a train wreck is just sort of, oh, God, oh, oh, this is everywhere sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what was your opinion? Well, we already mentioned the Batman versus Dracula. So what did you, I know, Rob, you haven't gotten this far, but what did you think of the uh, Justice League seasons? 
Where oh yeah, where they introduced the you know I was really skeptical because I didn't I first of all I don't like Martian Manhunter. Um, I think he's I think he's just kind of generally overpowered and he's this sort of annoying Yoda character that I just I don't find him profound or interesting. I like him as a character concept. Uh, you know, like Captain America, he's the ideal that you're supposed to strive to be. Yeah, I didn't. I, character I'm concept, just, but that doesn't make for an interesting character. Yeah, because uh, you Agreed. can easily write yourself into a hole using that and have the Wolverine effect from the animated X Men animated series, where he's always knocked out for every single fight. Yeah. Um, well, if anything, Bratman Brave and the Bold may actually used him the best way yes. because he wasn't. So. Absolutely. Um, I actually I liked how they they showed the Justice League coming together in a pretty organic way. Of yeah, we're we're coming together, but that doesn't mean we're a team yet. And they actually showed them coming together as a team in a way that wasn't forced of. Well, now we've had this one great adventure, and we're the best of friends. No, like, it took a lot for for Green Arrow and Batman to, you know, to actually bond. So, you know, I, I like the way that they did that. And I, I, I don't think that their art style lent itself well to the other characters. It could work for Batman, but it couldn't work for Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Oh, God, the Sinestro episode looks so terrible. I don't even remember the Sinestro episode, to be honest. Yeah, he... I remember that it happened, but I don't remember the episode. Sinestro has a massive forehead. I mean, that's all you need to know. Five head? Let me look yeah. it up. Uh, you've piqued my curiosity. So I'm looking it up myself. Yeah. Suffice to say, it's... um. Oh my that god! That is a <laughs> big forehead. Impressive! Like, it's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a knock, it looks like a knockoff Lego head. I was going to say, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking Shades of Vegeta with that Widow's Peak. Like, uh, like with Vegeta, has, ex- with Vegeta you can explain that it's all hair, but you can't, because it's like, it's all forehead. Like, he's got more hair in his eyebrows and mustache than what's on his head. Like. Or what's showing, anyways. His forehead is bigger than most people's entire head. <laughs> yeah, all right. You remember that you know prank that you would play or have be, have played on you as a kid that if your hand was bigger than your face, yeah, he yeah. he's always won that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. But was Alex? You said that you had trouble. They, you think they had trouble finding their way, right? Mm-hmm. Do because I'm glad I'm not the only one that saw that. And to me, the writing to me just kind of fell flat. And they had such a respectable amount of A-list voice actors that they just didn't utilize them well. Mm-hmm. From like we said earlier, Robert England, we Kevin Michael Richardson was the Joker, and 
Great job trying to emulate or trying to make Joker your own, by the way. Yeah, I I love like the things that they tried to do with the Joker uh, of of making Joker their own where he's a much more physical villain. And with and with the way Kevin Michael Richardson handled the Joker, that was that was really good stuff. But then they've tried forcing a classic Joker and it just didn't work with theirs. And I felt that there was like they, they could have used someone else as the anti Batman. Well, still better than Anarchy for Beware the Batman. Yeah. Uh, they 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 got Kevin Michael Richardson. Adam West was Mayor Grange, which And he was brilliant in it. It, it, oh. was, it was refreshing to hear Adam West's voice in something other than Family Guy. It was it was yeah. Like, here's the thing. Not only was it, like, this great nod to, yeah, we have Adam West, but, like, he's also, it, like, it, it wasn't just a cameo of, hey, look, we have Adam West. It was, you know, Adam West as mayor, as the mayor. Like, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a cop-out, you know what I mean? He was actually yeah. just there to voice the mayor. I mean, yeah, got, it was also, hey, look, we have Adam West, but. They also got Kevin Conroy. Yeah. To play a character. I'm looking at the IMDb list. And they also got Will Friedle. They had four other people playing uh, that played Batman in some form or fashion in this series, which I'm I to them. And they yeah. also got Mark Hamill. I forget where was Mark Hamill? Well, who would he play? Tony Zuko. Oh. Yeah, in the one the intro Robin episode. Yes, so, I remember that. I was like, is that Mark Hamill? Of course it's Mark Hamill. It has to be Mark Hamill. Who else could it be except Mark Hamill? Only Mark Hamill sounds not like Mark Hamill. Well, that's actually been kind of fun watching the Flash series with Mark being able to do the trickster. You can hear Shay the Joker when he's doing the live action performance, yeah. too. They had Phil Lamar, Allison Stoner. Uh, Ron Perlman played Killer Croc, which that was weird hearing his voice in a, as a Southern accent. Yeah, he, his accent. Southern accent is not great. No, it's not. The uh, who else? John Larroquette surprised me. Yeah, who? And John Larroquette. I I don't know voice actors as Did well. Did you ever no. watch from Night Court? Watch what? The show Night Court? No. I know that's where Brent Spainer got his uh, his intro, but I didn't watch it. He was he was he's most well known for Night Court, uh, as well as being the narrator of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original movie. He's also the bad guy in Richie Rich. If that makes the no. really he, he yeah he was the bad guy in that. I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. When I get a really, chance. why would you? <laughs> because I hate myself. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, all right, we should wrap up, guys. All right. Overall, but, I do, I can I do recommend the Batman. Um, it's good enough that if you like Batman, it's you know it's worth watching. They do some interesting things that deviates from other Batman franchises. And then they try to go back on those deviations, and it kind of suffers for it. But it's, but it's still good. It's still good throughout. You know, I, I, I can't say it gets, like, it, it, it does slump, but it never gets bad. 
For all my concerns with it, yes, I will agree. I would recommend this, watching this, especially if you didn't grow up with any of the other animated shows or with Adam West's Batman. I would recommend watching this. I'm on. I'm only on season three, and I'm I'm going to watch the rest of it. I like it so far. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely agree with that. I mean, being supposed to DCAU first, I, I'm I'm kind of held to a higher standard, but. For what it is, it's actually pretty good, and I actually liked what they did with the Detective Yin character Which, until she was written off. Did they ever explain why she was written, how she was written off? Uh, no, no, she just disappears from uh. Yeah, she was after season two. She was a really good character, and it was I was I was pretty upset that they wrote her, that they just stopped using her. But no, other than that, yeah, it's. I definitely recommend it. I'm looking forward to when we get to review the uh, Batman vs. Joker. Because that movie's actually really entertaining. Batman vs. Batman Dracula, I mean. Sorry, Batman vs. Dracula. Because well, this show has too much Batman vs. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. I went, to the doctor. I went to the doctor and, he, and he, he just took all this blood. I cannot rec- recommend this Dr. Acula again. <laughs> bad right. joke is bad bad right, joke is brilliant next... I don't know about you we'll see you next time when we cover Bay Turtles 1 bye you all take care <laughs>